Welcome fellow wine lovers, this is the Wine Ghost Podcast. I'm Mate Vosh, a certified sommelier and seeker of hidden stories behind the most mysterious drink in history. For more information or direct contact, please look for the Wine Ghosts on Instagram and Facebook. But now, please grab a glass, get comfortable and listen to how today's ghosts get out of the bottle. This time we were lucky enough to visit another great wine castle in the Württemberg wine region, Jürgen Elwanger Winery from Winterbach, and sat down with Felix Elwanger in the charm garden setting while tasting one great wine after the other. You can learn about the Haters Project, Sweden Barrels, great GG vineyards, local wine growing history, why German wines are easier to sell at the moment than reds, why Lemberger or Blaufrankisch could be a big chance for Württemberg, about the rare variety Kerber, and why Felix thinks you cannot make great wines like machines. This is Felix's idea for great wine. Quote, it doesn't happen very often, but do you know that moment when you drink a wine and you have to smile? Not because it's funny, but because it's wonderful. Unquote. I also smiled after tasting eight wines from his cellar, so I hope you also have a great wine ghost at hand and you can relax while listening to this week's episode. I also encourage you to visit the Vinegos Instagram page to get a visual idea about that wonderful place where we sat down together. Okay, so now thank you for the invitation and this beautiful terrace and uh, on this sunny afternoon and welcome to the show. Thanks for the wines. How are you today, sir? <laughs> yeah, hello. Um, so I'm very happy that you are here um, in our winery. Um, I'm Felix Elwanger from uh, the winery Jürgen Elwanger, so Jürgen is my father mm. and I have the winery together with my brother, with Jörg. Yeah, and uh, my family makes since 500 years, we make wine, but uh, this winery we start um, here after the Second World War. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we are the third generation here in this village um, mm-hmm. with this winery. Yes. Yeah, so we just took a uh, look around in the vineyards and it's very impressive, also the new buildings. And we also seen the the large barrels, and I already asked the question, but I want to repeat it because you said uh, you said a very interesting thing that you have also Sweden barrels, so from the area. Yeah, um, so um, the, we use them more for for white wines. Uh-huh. Uh, for red, we use more French. I don't think that um, the 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 oak is so so different. So, mm-hmm. um, but the, here the the. The barrel makers are—it's more mostly a one-man show. So, okay. And in the French oaks, uh, the French um, barrels are made uh, more—they uh, make much more quantities of barrels, and they make very high-quality barrels. That's mm-hmm. why we use more French uh, barrels. But um, I think uh, the oak—it's not so different. So, and when you see uh, German uh, oak. Um, uh, German oak, uh, sorry, I don't know the English word for it. Uh, uh, auction, auction uh, okay. yeah. There are a lot of French people who uh-huh. buy um, German oak, and I don't know if uh, every French barrel is really from French oak. So, okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, everybody knows it. Uh, nobody says Open it, but, but it's it's okay. the French. The the French uh, guys make very high class uh, barrels and. Uh-huh. That's the thing which um, it's important for me, not mm. which oak it is. Mm. <laughs> but you also said you keep the the white wines in in the yeah. local barrels. So, so why? So um, my my father was one of the first guys here who worked with barracks, mm-hmm. and um, so we had a lot of years to uh, to experiment with the, with the oak, uh-huh. and for. Um, yeah, it's it's not a good thing to work with Riesling and oak, but with Pinot Blanc, Pinot Gris, mm-hmm. um, also with some grape varieties like Sauvignon Blanc, Chardonnay, it's no mm-hmm. problem. And um, it's more than our international style and not only the, the German clean mm-hmm. style of, of white wine. Yeah. Hmm. And can you explain maybe why you don't want to work or why it's not favorable to work uh, with Riesling and oak together? It doesn't work. So Riesling, it's more like um, Riesling. It's a very um, elegant and very um, complex and very um, 
it's it's more like a, like a flower. So it's uh, and when you come uh -huh. with oak, you crush it. Uh -huh. <laughs> so okay. it's it it works, but it doesn't taste anymore like Riesling. And mm -hmm. uh, um, it's complex on its own. It doesn't need any barrels, right? Yeah. The, you, you, so the, the oak, it's always harder than the fruit of the Riesling. And okay. It doesn't it doesn't, doesn't work work. together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you have a Chardonnay which have muscles. Yeah. Uh, he can work with the oak, but mm -hmm. uh, not the Riesling. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've also seen um, bigger barrels, so these mm -hmm. uh, 1,400 and uh, sizes like this, right? Yeah, we, we use them for the middle class and lower class uh, red wines, uh -huh. but also it works with, with Riesling. Mm -hmm. um, there you can, um, there it's more the, the oxidation of the, mm -hmm. of the barrel, mm -hmm. not the, the, the taste flavor, of the wood. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, of the of the oak, and uh, this also you you seen in, in other areas of, of Germany, they also work with with big wooden barrels, but not with the small ones. Mm -hmm. So that's now the the GG from 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, Schneider Altenberg. So Schneid, it's uh, the main wine village here in in, in the Rems Valley. So you have, uh, there are a lot of vineyards, and Altenberg, it's the, the part of it which um, is the, yeah, the best part of it. So okay. Altenberg is old, means mm -hmm. old, and the names come from, so in Württemberg, um, the, when you have a family in former times, mm -hmm. and the, the old guys were, mm -hmm. were dying, you, every son gets a little bit of the winery, mm -hmm. and not everything gets the oldest uh, uh -huh. brother. Yeah. the oldest child and um, but the old people still uh, keeps the best part for themselves so that, that they can be sure that uh, the children uh, care about them uh -huh. you understand <laughs> and this is the altenberg the old uh, so the, the best of the vineyard for the old people yeah? mm -hmm. it's always vineyards which are in the near of the village that they don't have to to walk so long mm -hmm. but it's always one of the best parts Oh, okay. That's why the name Altenberg. And um, it, you only use spontaneous fermentation or? No, um, here um, you can find both in one wine. So 50% are spontaneous uh, fermentation and the other 50% um, are with um, normal Nitro. yeast. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that um, spontaneous fermentation is always good. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, yeah, when, so you can, for me, it's no, uh, it's no religion to do that. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I want to make great wines. I don't make, uh, I want to make a spontaneous fermentation. Yeah. Mm, yeah <laughs> and for Riesling, I like both styles and the combination of both for me, it's makes it more complex. Mm -hmm. And this also some lease contact probably, right? Yeah, but uh, not so long. So for Riesling, um, you look more for for the the prime fruit. Mm -hmm. So with with Sauvignon or with uh, Pinot Gris or something, you have uh, longer longer contact times. But uh, for Riesling, uh, yeah. Hmm. But it's I just tasted it. It's uh, quite full-bodied, I think. Yeah. So the 2018 was a very um, a very um, hot year. Mm -hmm. Normally, it's more a little bit more mineral. Mm -hmm. um, that's for me. Also, um, you have um, this vineyard has so the the, the Swabian or the, the wines in Württemberg has always uh, the Rieslings have always a prime fruit. Yeah, but this vineyard has still a little bit of minerality. Yeah, true. That's very and good. so I I'm, I like the, the combination. Yeah, because uh, first we tried the Riesling Winterbach, the Ortswein, the, yeah. wine, the two thousand nineteen, and that was. That was a typical Württemberg uh, reasoning because, as we talked about, it has yeah. uh, like a pointy acidity, also, but that ripe uh, primary fruits and not yeah. uh, green flavors. But this wine is also almost has a salin salinity or like a shellfish, or this kind of magnesium-like character, or more yeah. inorganic element. But it's a more full-bodied, and also the color is more, um, more like a almost like a grayish kind of reflexes. So not this really yeah. green. But and how is the soil here? The soil, it's um, uh, koiper, so that's more uh, limestone, so it's a very heavy soil mm -hmm. and sometimes you have some uh, parts of um, 
Gips, Gips, uh, yeah, Gips, Gips, mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. sorry. Um, and that's when you find Gips, uh -huh. uh, it's always the, the mineral part. Mm -hmm. And when you have only the limestone, so it's more the, the fruity part. Mm -hmm. And for me, the that's are the, the interesting vineyards where you can find both. Uh -huh. And wh why do you think it is that the soil has so profound effect in the wine taste? Yeah, so uh, it's not only the soil. So it's always it's the it's the microclimate. So mm -hmm. each vineyard it's a little bit different. And here you don't have the the, the big. Uh, fie wine fields. Yeah. You have always a little bit here, a little bit there, mm -hmm. and yeah, a really complete different wines on um, on a very um, small part uh -huh. of land. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, very varied. And also, uh, so the exposure of these wineries are southern or mostly southern. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, so the the here in the Rems Valley uh, we have nearly 1,000 hectares, okay. but 100 years ago it was nearly 3,000 hectares. Mm -hmm. And the reason why um, it's less now, it's um, you have the, the Reblaus okay. catastrophe, mm -hmm. you know, in the 20s. Mm -hmm. And here the industrialization starts at the same time, so the, uh, the farmers had no money okay. anymore, the fields were, uh, the grapes were dying. Yeah. And in the same times, companies like Bosch, like mm -hmm. uh, Mercedes-Benz, they start, mm. and so a lot of farmers go from uh, uh, from, uh -huh. from the fields to to, to, the, work, in to, to work in the factories, <laughs> and that's the reason why um, you now have less uh, wine yards. Mm -hmm. But for us, this what, what you have uh, are still the best uh, yeah. wine yards. So mm -hmm. the bad wine, so you you don't find it. I I know it it uh, it sounds uh, stupid, but you really. Uh, don't find here bad vineyards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was also like when we drove here from I don't know 50 kilometers, right? So we drove like in little valleys and side valleys and yeah. so much exposure. And I know that it, this uh, place is full of sandstone because you yeah, also yeah. see the buildings are built up of sandstone. Yeah, yeah. and that's not a bad uh, soil for yeah. wines actually, right? And uh, there is an old guy uh, living uh, under us. Uh, he's 95 years old or something, and he told me earlier that these uh, also near Schwäbisch Hall, mm -hmm. that was full of plantings of yeah, yeah. grapes earlier. So yeah. that was really the only explanation why these factories and the phylloxera came yeah. came at the same time and that's it. Yeah, wow. that, that's, that's the reason why. So it's so in, in former times, the, the, the farmers around, around the world, also in Bordeaux, they don't say, oh, we want to make great wines. Yeah. They said, hey, we, we have to make wine because the, the people need wine. Mm -hmm. So it, it was uh, very rare, a mm -hmm. rare uh, uh, thing, and uh, but they don't e uh, earn a lot of money with it, and so uh, they they and then the, the, the big companies came, mm -hmm. and uh, the wine field were dying because yeah. of the Reblaus yeah. the catastrophe, uh -huh. and so uh, <laughs> the, the, they start to to uh, work in in the mm -hmm. companies and not anymore on, on the vineyards, but there's still some wine growers anymore and. This one have now the best parts. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank God your family keep that tradition. Yeah. <laughs> and, and your tradition <laughs> goes back to the 16th, 16th century, right? Yes. But that was in another village or? Nah, also here in the, in the Rems Valley, but you cannot tell it, it was exactly there. Ah, okay. So, but, um, so in Weinstadt, Großhebach, mm -hmm. uh, we know that the Nicodemus Elwanger was, okay. the, uh, was he was uh, the, the first guy from from the family who worked with wine, and since there you can see that the family was always making wine. But mm -hmm. in this time, the the, the there were more farmers. They don't have uh, they don't fill the wine in bottles. They yeah. make it in barrels and uh, sell the barrel. Okay, yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, they were more like <coughs> farmers. Farmers, yeah, not yeah. really wine makers. Yeah. Cool. And um, so you told me that uh, after the Second World War, you established this winery, and what what. Because you're also part of the VDP, and yes. how do you see the importance of being a VDP and this national? Yeah, for for association. us, it's um, I think for for the German wine, it's uh, so the high class producers are in the VDP. You can also find very good wineries uh, which are not in the VDP, but you can be sure that uh, these wineries which are inside the VDP they yeah. are very fine. So in Germany, you have nearly twelve thousand wineries, mm -hmm. and in the VDP there are only two hundred. Mm -hmm. And we uh, get in the VDP ninety. 
93, I think. Okay. So and we um, were the, here in Württemberg, we were the first winery which has no, um, which were not uh, a prince or uh, ah, okay. a, first, a, uh, a yeah. first or something. Baron, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, true. And uh, so, do you have you have this classification system? And we just yes. tried the the king of it, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, GG. So, can you maybe tell us how a vineyard is getting classified, and how how do you work maybe differently for different kind of vines? If you want to make a GG reasoning, or if you want like an Ortswein mm -hmm. or a Gutswein. So, yep. what are the differences for you? So first. Um, that the, the vineyard it's always the best part of the winery mm -hmm. so for us we have um, four um, GG um, vineyards uh -huh. so that's uh, what we have now it's the Altenberg then we have the Lienenbrunnen for Pinot Blanc mm -hmm. the Berg for Lemberger uh -huh. and the Hungerberg uh, that's here in Winterbach for, for Pinot Blanc uh -huh. and um, yeah the classification first the, the the vineyard, you, you as a winery, because you know as the best which are the best vineyards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you show it to, to the another uh, VDP uh, members, uh -huh. and they said, okay, that's um, GG vineyard. But uh, for me, most important is that the GGs get tasted every year by every VDP winery in the region of Württemberg. And only when they said, okay, that's a GG, then okay. it's a GG. That's like you have um, a Porsche and the Porsche said, okay, let's give uh -huh. it to Mercedes. And when uh -huh. Mercedes said, okay, that's a real mm -hmm. Porsche, then mm -hmm. you, uh, th they would sell it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think that's the, the hardest kind of uh, qualification you can get yeah, sure. <laughs> then you that your uh, that other wineries have to set okay that's yeah. real GG yeah. and so what are, what are maybe the characteristics that you strive for if you make a GG wine like for example for example in Wachau it's more maybe easier to understand like okay it's a smart wine it's up uh, it's from 13.5 uh, percent alcohol yeah. and the latest harvest and maybe this it's this more resembles the more Burgundian yeah, yeah. kind of classification, right? Because you this is size specific, and you. Uh, I think it's it's a little bit both. So you have of the one side you have the Burgundy system, uh -huh. which said okay, you have to this wine has to be from this vineyard, yeah. yeah. yeah? But you also have the quality check in the GG that you mm -hmm. have th that it has to be a real great Riesling to get a GG or mm -hmm. a real great uh, Lemberger. Mm -hmm. And that means for me that you also have to to fix a little bit the characteristic of the grape variety. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, for me, it has to has both. So you don't can only say, okay, that's a great vineyard. You can make bad wines from great vineyards, yeah. or you can make great wines from bad vineyards. Mm -hmm. But um, a GG has to be both. It has to be a great vineyard and it has to be a great wine. Mm -hmm. But that's uh, in terms of wine, so you strive for a specific taste. Yeah. So okay. So not like alcohol level or Uxle or no. I don't know. So Uxle and alcohol, it, it means nothing. Yeah, so when, okay. when when you have an uh, Lemberger. You have to have 40 or 30.5 yeah. alcohol for Riesling. It was would be uh -huh. too too high, yeah? yeah. So, and it's also a little bit a uh, question about characteristics. So in the 19s, we said okay, the 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 red wines has to be heavy, 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 and had to be a real blockbuster. And yeah. now you get more and more filigrant. You get more more elegant wines and wines which are a little bit more yeah which show a little bit the 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 the, the yeah the the, the wine yard mm -hmm. and the, the soil and everything and mm. the, the characteristic of the re of the region mm. and that's why it's very difficult to set a, speci a speci specific point like uh, you have to have a alcohol level of 40 yeah. or something else yeah. mm. okay yeah true and uh, you have them, um, but you mostly have red wines, right? Or red grapes planted? Yes, but uh, now we get more and more white. So I mm -hmm. think 20 years ago it was 70 and 30 percent. Mm -hmm. 
as a 70% uh, wet, but now we are 60, 40, and I think in 10 years we may be 50, 50. And why? Because the, the, the climate is warming up, right? So No, yes, but um, I don't think it's a little bit the market also. Okay. So in, at, at the moment, it's very easy to uh, to sell white wines okay. <laughs> in Germany and also international. So with red wines, um, uh, you you have, it's not so easy. So in Germany, you have a lot of um, wines from Italy or from France. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but... Uh, uh, with white wine, so the most people drink German white wines. And, okay. Yeah. Hmm. So it's easier to market the white wine? The at the moment, at the moment. So yeah. 20 years ago, so it was different. So uh, you have to do that what you can. Uh -huh. But when you when it's easier to sell one thing you can, it's mm. make more white wines. Okay. And how do you work in the vineyard? So do you work conventionally or organic? Yes, or? we work conventionally um, mm. but also um, yeah we don't use uh, herbicides or something else and uh, but we I, I would not say we are organic winery mm -hmm. so we are don't we, 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 we work with the nature and mm -hmm. I often say um, when you want to make great wines you cannot work against the natural uh, against the nature you have to work with the nature mm. so mm. Okay, and the proof is in the glass, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the next wine? Next one is uh, Grauburgunder, Pinot Gris. Um, okay. I think it's the one of the... For, for us it was oh. the first wine we do in the Barrick, uh, 1986. So it's from the Hades group. Mm -hmm. Hades, it's, uh, it's a study group, it's not... Uh, so you, you find on the world, every everywhere you find uh, some uh, corporations between wineries yeah. and the only thing they do is it's to sell wine. For mm -hmm. Hades it was not the thing to, to sell wine, it was uh, you, you don't find the Barrick barrel in Germany before the 80s Okay. and that were one of the first guys, so my father and the other wineries, which, which uh, do this together because the problem is you have only one chance in the year when you are six wineries, you have mm. six chains. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. But it's almost amber color, right? So it's almost brownish and nice. There's a little bit of oxidation already yeah. in the nose. Wow. <laughs> so it's a very uh, creamy and mm -hmm. full body wine. It's a malolactic fermentation as well. Yeah, right? also. Oh. So it's also a spontaneously fermentation and um, also a long time skin contact. Not, not like an orange, but. Mm -hmm. um, um, and yeah. That's by the color, probably, right? But yeah. you, you use filtration, right? And uh, fining as well? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. Uh, for, by, by white wine. Mm -hmm. By red wine, we don't do it. There, you need no. Uh, no fining. Yeah, no, fil mm -hmm. no finding, final fin filtration. Mm -hmm. But for white wines, um, you have to, yeah, you have to do it. It's, it's more. We also make some some orange things, but um, I often not everybody likes it. Yeah, and I know every sommelier, and it's always a very great story, but. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it's for for no for a normal person it's not easy to understand it. Yeah, true. And sorry, get hi. Yeah, yeah, alles gut, geh schon. Ist jemand da oder? Ne, wenn's klingelt, dann kriege ich's ja mit. Kriegen wir hin. It's it's yeah, danke, gleichfalls. It's not live, so I can cut it later. So. <laughs> Sorry, I'm alone today, and uh, yeah. So she she uh, uh, she has to to leave now, and yeah. When yeah. it's uh, maybe sometimes I have to go up. At the... No, no. Mm. And it's a beautiful garden, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I bring the next mm -hmm. wines. Yeah. Okay. Oh. But that's really great. I would say we we'll make one more white wine mm -hmm. and maybe three red wines. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this wine is a, also has 14 percent alcohol, right? It's yes. And you really late harvested southern exposure? Or oh, how no, um, so Grauburgunder, um, it's more in the middle. So um, 
it it doesn't depends uh, on the yeah you, with with Graubergunde you have to be uh, a little bit careful with the with the alcohol level mm -hmm. so it goes very fast very high mm -hmm. it's not like Riesling so Riesling um, it's always later mm -hmm. and um, it needs uh, much more time so when you have uh, 90 or 95 Oechsle, okay. so it's very high mm -hmm. for Graubergunde it's nothing yeah true but right. you have the the yeah, for me the 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 quality of a wine does, doesn't depends on the alcohol level. Um, so today a lot of people say, okay, forty uh, percent of alcohol, wow, that's yeah. very high. But it's it's bad to taste alcohol, and if you don't taste alcoholic, uh -huh. um, yeah. the level you can have wines with twelve percent of alcohol, yeah. and it can be very alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, you can have a very uh, yeah, spicy alcoholic taste yeah. and also you can have a wine with 40 or 15 yeah. and you don't taste yeah. anything of... True. And it depends on the grape variety as yeah, well. And, yeah. and what I notice it really depends on the dry extract. I think it, mm -hmm. it's, uh, I would, it would be nice sometimes to read also the, um, like the cellar books. Yeah. Uh, what kind of... Uh, or how much dry exact does the wine have and how yeah. dense the wine have. because this wine is dense I feel it's filling wine it mm. also almost has tannins yeah so it's almost like the orange level but you said that it's really like a full body it needs some food and but you can also drink it in, in front of the fireplace so yeah. it's also <laughs> like a, it's um, yeah for me <laughs> It's also a little bit of the style of, of our winery. Um, we can make very elegant wine, but mm -hmm. we can also make very uh, heavy wines like that, this mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I love this wine really, and we, we need it also more and more. Uh -huh. So um, today we, we plant some, some new mm -hmm. um, uh, wine grapes and also Pinot Gris. Uh -huh. So yeah, you see in the in the in the high um, hotter uh, in the high class restaurants, mm -hmm. you can work with this kind of wines. That's mm -hmm. no easy wine you can drink yeah. uh, on the terrace in the summer, but um, it's a very good wine when you have um, some Asian food or sure. um, yeah, when it's uh, with a lot of um, or with uh, with a heavy fish. Yeah. It, the only thing which it doesn't compare it's with spicy food. Then it's uh, then mm -hmm. it gets alcohol, but we use it often with um, yeah some things like mango. So you you know what I mean? This um, yeah this fruity, very fruity uh, yeah. kind of yeah Asian food. Yeah, yeah, but what I really like with the Grauburgunder, it's pork. I think pulled yeah. pork or this kind of roasted pork. I think because it has some fattiness, some rich protein, and this wine no. needs something. So it so it's also with with barbecue. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, true. <laughs> the and next one is it's much more for for Asian food. Okay, let's try. And that's the white Nicodemus. Okay. Yeah, okay. you know, I I told you that um, we. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you can spit if you want. I, I tried. Okay. <laughs> that uh, the first Elwanger was Nicodemus, and that's the name of the plant. But uh, it's no plant. <laughs> uh, no, no uh, plant. It's um, it's this year. It's uh, completely Kerner. So Kerner is a typical grape variety from this area. Yeah. Yeah. How how should I say it? The problem of Kerner it's uh, that it it was a grape variety who was made to grow in vineyards where the Riesling doesn't work okay. and this works very good and so uh, the kernel goes in the 60s in um, all in Germany you find kernel yeah. and it was always used for very cheap wines and uh, kernel it's a grape variety which needs a very um, high attitude level so this uh, on 500 meters mm -hmm. they are grown and then you get a lot of fruit. Okay. Uh, you get a uh, little bit like Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. And um, so in Germany, a lot of people think Kernel's always sweet and it's an uh, easy wine. For me, it's a very complex uh, grape variety mm -hmm. and something we, um, yeah, 
we do more and more and I love this grape variety. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a natural cross or? No, it's, uh, it was a crossing between okay. Trollinger and Riesling. So okay. from Weinsberg, from the mm -hmm. wine school. And but an old uh, crossing, I think, from the 40s or 50s. Okay. And um, yeah, but you see, it's it's very um, intensive. So you have this this tropical fruit inside. Mm -hmm. For me, a little bit like Sauvignon Blanc, like a like a um, yeah, not a green Sauvignon, more the, the fruity style. But so for this wine, I often said, if you like it or not. I don't know any wine in the world which tastes like that. <laughs> yeah, yes, too. But it also, it, I, I don't know this grape variety, but it has thick skins probably, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and also some, some, well, some lease contact as well with this wine? Or? Yeah, not so, not so long, but... Um, um, it's, uh, but it almost has some kind of an austere character. So yeah, yeah a, I know what you mean. It's not a like, um, honey-like yeah. <laughs> feeling, but it's... It's very long. present, yeah. yeah, and it's almost like almost salty or some kind of, um, but it's interesting. And it stays very, very long. Yeah, nah, really, yeah. yeah. And also in the meat palate, that's, um, so not here in the mouth, yeah. not in the back, but, so it has weight, really, it sits on the palate, stays there, yeah. It's also a grape variety which can handle the oak. Uh-huh. So it was also barrel fermented or? Yeah, yeah, completely. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the same like with the Carbogunder. Hmm. Yeah, it's very, wow, very interesting. What kind of food would you eat with this? Yeah, um, also when you have so, pulled pork was, when you have it very sweet, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? When you have this uh, the sweet uh, barbecue sauce or also the, the Asian food, it's very interesting. Uh -huh. Like, um, um, I don't know the English word, uh, ingwer, ingwer. Um, yeah, yeah, ginger. Ginger, yeah, mm -hmm. like, like a ginger soup, mm -hmm. like this kind with, um, yeah. Yeah, could be right. Yeah. yeah, and also maybe with some curcuma or some kind of like almost kind of austere and like spicy, but yeah. not but not like curry, not like uh, you know, yeah, not, curry, not like hot. But yeah, when yeah. it's not hot, then yeah. it's it's working. So you yeah, can true. work with curry also, also yeah. with the with the food curry, yeah. not with yeah. the um, yeah, yeah, but not the hot stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah true. Also, how many? How much alcohol? So also fourteen. Okay, well. The problem is always when you work with oak like this, you have to have a wine which can handle the oak. Yeah. And it has to be enough power there to 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 combine the oak. When mm -hmm. it, when the wine is too too light, you have only oak. Yeah. True. But but you So what is the difference if you put a white wine, for example, um, if you would have put an uh, if you would have put this uh, Grauburgunder in a bigger barrel, in an older, bigger mm -hmm. barrel, or you keep it in uh, in a barrique, so what what are how would it be different? Or it would it would be not so complex. It would have not so so uh, a full body. The problem is not when we talk about oak. Uh, we talk often about the taste of oak, but the thing is the oxidation, the micro oxidation in the barrel, and so. Um, you get a complete different style of wine when you have it in a small barrel than in a big barrel mm -hmm. because you have a lot more of oxidation. And like other, like structure-wise, so the acidity would be maybe rounder and lower or the flavors would be more like a riper character? Or? I think you, it's, it's um, the acidity normally stays, only you have a manolactic fermentation, yeah. what often happens in the barrel, mm -hmm. but... Um, yeah, the, the, the thing it's more, it was uh, one of the problems the, the old barrel had in Germany at the beginning was that the winemakers were not so, um, they, they used the normal qualities okay. to put it in the barrel. Uh -huh. When you do that, you get a, a much uh, better wine out than you give in. Uh -huh. And you have, the wine has the power, must have the power to, to handle it and then you get a better wine out. Mm -hmm. Okay. But um, when you with the big barrel, um, it's not like that. You can can so the big barrel it's more for middle qualities. Okay. For me, 
yeah, especially by red wine. By white wine, it's it's different. There's more the question about which which kind of style you want to have. Mm -hmm. And how long do you usually mature wine in in barrel? How do you look? The white wines are twelve months inside, mm. and the red wines mostly twenty four months. Okay, and that's. Uh the same for GG and the same for now uh, by GG it's a little bit less than by the, by the Hades because there I want uh, a little bit more the grape variety okay and not so much the oak okay. but the Pinot Blanc also can handle not so much um, oak oh, than the yeah. Pinot Gris mm, and sure. okay okay cool. so then Maybe let's the start next. with uh, red wines mm -hmm. so I would start with a Spätburgunder Pinot Noir. Okay. Um, I look for um, an older uh, vintage. It's 2013. It was more light year, a very cold year. 13. Wow. Yeah. And but I love it very much for for the Pinots because uh, the the Pinots in this year were very elegant, and that's yeah through the nose. The kind the kind of wine we want to make. Mm -hmm. That's what I actually wanted to say. It's it's like a burgundian smell almost. Yeah. It's really delicate and uh, really ripe red fruit. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but without the gemminess, it's really elegant. Mm. It's not gemmy at all, present acidity and wow, really fruity and a really long aftertaste. The it's alcohol the is 13%, right? Yeah. But uh, you don't feel it, it's very like a light. Mm. It almost cured the red fruit. Yeah. So the thing I want to show you with this wine is um, that uh, the wines mm. here can stay very long. Yeah, so true. for Pinots, yeah, it's seven years, but when we taste later Lemberger, mm -hmm. yeah, it's 30 years or 40 years, no problem. Um, <laughs> the problem is that nobody knows it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And it would probably, uh, how long is it open? I opened it uh, five minutes no. before. Yeah, it would probably yeah, it good to have some need, right? Wow. Yeah, but that's 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 what a typical Pinot Noir should be, I think, because it's ripe, but also has this almost like tertiary aromas, but yeah. it's still elegant, still present acidity. So yeah, it's wow, and almost this it's getting this brownish or amber reflexes. So it's you see, it's not like the really bright reddish color, but wow, nice. Hmm. That's oh. from uh, the Linenbrunnen, so um, our best um, vineyard for Spätburgunder, mm -hmm. and it's always the, the colder wine vineyards, not the very hot uh, ones, which is uh, higher um, from the it's more like four hundred fifty meters. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in the hot zones, you have more the Lemberger, as you know, as, as yeah. Cake Frankisch. Spätburgunder Hebsacker Lichtenberg. Yeah, the Lichtenberg, it's the name for the complete vineyard. Yeah. And okay. um, in, now we have the name of the, the, the old name of the vineyard. Okay. So it's the, the, the law of 1971. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a little bit different. Uh, yeah, the. Uh, the new wine law in the 1971 was that they, they put a lot of vineyards together to one uh, new name, okay. which was the name over it, and that's okay. Lichtenberg. Okay. But um, the, the name of the small, of the Gewand, we say mm -hmm. in Germany, mm -hmm. it's uh, Linenbrunnen. Okay. Lichtenberg, that means light? Lichtenberg, light yeah, light, yes. Mountain so, um, Lichtenberg, it's the name now for the Premier Cru. Okay. So I changed it, uh, I changed the names. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, with the in, in the law because okay. uh, yeah so uh, Lichtenberg now it's the name for the Premier Cru mm -hmm. and uh, the one part of the Lichtenberg that's the Grand Premier Cru mm -hmm. that's the um, mm -hmm. the Linenbrunnen and the, what kind of soil do you have there um, there you have uh, it's a very very um, heavy soil okay um, there is uh, the limestone it's so hard that's real like stone not not like like lime mm -hmm. and, um, yeah that's um, that's why you have also a little bit of, of minerality inside of it and a very elegant style of, of Pinot for me. Hmm. And Hebsack, uh, the village there, it's 
a real microclimate, mm -hmm. so um, that you don't have so much. Um, yeah, that a lot of uh, when the wind blows really through these uh, wine yards, and uh -huh. um, so it it, um, it get dry, and you don't have the the fullness. Mm -hmm. uh, the more the pressure, pressure yes, yes. and things like this. Mm -hmm. and, and it was in bigger barrels, right? No, it was also... Uh, in Barrick? In Barrick. But uh, the wine has to handle the yeah. oak. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hmm. You don't have to taste it. You, it's, yeah, it should make the wine com more complex. Hmm. Nice. And you also have Zweigelt, right, mm -hmm. in the vineyard? That would be the oh, next yeah. one. Okay. <laughs> uh, my father was the first okay. guy oh. who bring uh, Zweigel to Germany. So we have uh, Zweigel since the middle of the 70s. And the reason was um, Pinot. Um, it's a very typical grape variety yeah. here in the Rems Valley. Okay. And Lemberger, it's, nobody knows it, but uh, Lemberger, it's typical for Württemberg, but it's not so typical for the Rems Valley. Okay. So uh, we have one of the first guys who bring Lemberger here because it's more in the in Heilbronn. Okay. There you find uh, since 200 years Lemberger. Mm -hmm. But here was not a lot of Lemberger and my father loved Lemberger really and he brings it in the in the 60s. Mm -hmm. But you have there some, some cold years okay. and uh, Lemberger gets very hard. And we have some practicants from, from Austria and they said, ah, oh, let's you should take the Zweigel because um, uh -huh. it's more rounder and that was the, the reason why we uh, bring Zweigel here. But it's very purplish, really, this is a whole other character of the wine and also very vibrant color. Yeah, it's for, for, for me it's... Um, so uh, our Zweigel is often a little bit more herbal. Mm -hmm. And also a little bit more elegant, um, not so this blockbuster Zweigelt you find with a lot of chocolate and all yeah. this, yeah, mm -hmm. very round and smoothy. And we still have here some, some, yeah, a little bit more tannins often. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But it's more like oak, oak tannins, right? Mm -hmm. So you also put it in barrique? Yeah. 24 months and it's no filtration at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's now the it's really present the oak. Yeah. But the um, the nose is really this typical cherry character, but um, and the palate is more. How how long? Um, um, oh, so you opened it now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's very fresh opened at the moment. <laughs> and uh, the year? The vintage. Two thousand sixteen. Okay. And how was this vintage here? Sixteen was a uh, normal year, a cooler year. Mm -hmm. And um, but a very also elegant year for me. Okay. So you have um, so 15 and 18 was very hot years, and this was uh, a normal but good year. Do you also taste other Zweigels from from Austria? Mm -hmm. um, for for me, um, so we we uh, we win some tastings against. Austrian and okay. German Zweigel. So with Lemberger, we, we lose everything. So, <laughs> but with Zweigel, we win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. The thing <laughs> is, um, the Zweigel here is for me. It's more elegant. You have to, still you, it's still heavy, but it's not so. Yeah, this this only chocolate and bright wines. Yeah, yeah. you still have mm. the acidity. Yeah, and this and then really age worth device then because the sixteen. I would have guessed it's an 18 something. Yeah, I don't know. That's a Lamberger. That's a Lamberger. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's more like a dark cherry or black cherry. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, Blaufränkisch, yeah. Blaufränkisch, yeah. <laughs> But it's from uh, 2017, so it's very young. Okay. And, um, normally, I, I think uh, Lemberger it's for me one of the grape variety which can really age really, mm -hmm. really long. And I hope that uh, the wine world will understand it in the next years. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I taste Lemberger from the 50s and uh, they stand really 
better than some wines from uh, from Bordeaux or anything. Yeah. So I I think it's it's a it's a secret pearl. Nobody uh, does it. Yeah. Nobody said okay, let's stay the Lemberger in the cellar for 50 years. Nobody does it, but yeah. it works. And there are not a lot of grape varieties in the world uh, which age. can mm. can age so long. And why do you think Lemberger could age so long? You have a very high acidity level mm -hmm. and you have a lot of tannins. And that's two things you need uh, for aging. Sweetness, acidity or and um, tannins. And for red wine, yeah, there's no sweetness. And from the other both things you have a lot in the Lombardo. Yeah, but from the color, if I look at it, I can easily see my uh, two fingers yeah. under the wine. So if I look at it, it's more like um, just by the look, I would say it's a young uh, Nebbiolo maybe. Mm -hmm. And yeah. also uh, because after what the days comes, it's mm -hmm. really surprising what, uh, what kind of tenor level does the wine have. And also the nose, it's much more darker than, the, for example, the Pinot Noir. So it's almost like the, the darker cherry kind of side. I think often um, sometimes Lemberger for me it's a little bit like the, the wines in the in the Piemont. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning there's always a lot of tannins and this prime aroma like cherries. Now what you have now at cherries gets to chocolate yeah. by aging and. I think uh, Lemberger it's the, the big chance of Württemberg, mm -hmm. surely, because it's uh, the typical grape variety yeah. here, um, also like in Hungary or yeah. uh, in Austria. In Austria. And it's, yeah, it's something you cannot plant it in Australia or something. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's a little bit, uh, yeah, nearby the Pinot, but more the full body red wine. Yeah. So I think for Germany, Pinot Noir will always be the number one uh, grape variety, the okay. Pinot, but number two will be Lemberger in maybe 10 years. Yeah, and I think the trend is uh, going towards more these kind of red wines, so, yeah. which is between the really light, so like a Beaujolais or a Gamay kind of, or maybe carbonic maceration and it's really mm -hmm. fresh, drink now with full of esters and this kind of like it has tannins, it has acidity, but still dry. It has riper flavor. So I, I think I think the the taste of the people was also a little bit changing. So uh -huh. um, when you when you look eight years back or hundred years, the elegant style like like uh, Pinots were always the high level. And in the eighties, you have this new world blockbuster mm -hmm. wines like mm -hmm. Cabernet Merlot, mm -hmm. which is real heavy mm -hmm. and. You can produce Merlot everywhere in the world, but things like Pinot and Lemberger, you yeah. cannot produce it's everywhere delicate, in the world. Yeah. And um, it's for me, it's more elegant style and yeah, something which can get very old. What a normal Merlot cannot do this. Yeah, you need wine. It's not only alcohol and it's not only power. It's also uh, minerality. It's always acidity. And acidity is for me one of the most important things in wine. Yeah. And how long uh, was it in barrels? Also 24 months. Mm -hmm. and and in barriques, right? Mm -hmm. In barriques? Yeah. Okay. And you see, you don't taste the oak. Yeah, it's more like fruit tannins, but it's really ripe. So when did you harvest this? Uh, Lemberg, it's always at the end. Um, I don't know exactly when it was 2007, but at the end of September, maybe okay. at the beginning of October. Okay. So normally, um, normally you start so Zweigelt and Merlot mm -hmm. is in the middle, okay. and Lemberg it's always in the end. Middle means uh, two two weeks before, um, yeah. Okay. So that the early grape varieties it's it's Pinot mm -hmm. because uh, you don't want to have the high yeah. alcohol level, and then normally comes Merlot, Zweigelt by the red wines, and then comes Lemberg it comes always on the end. Uh, with yeah, nearly with Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm. And which uh, place or which vineyard does it? That's the Hebsacker Berg. Berg. So that's the neighbor vineyard of the Linenbrunnen, mm -hmm. and it's a very um, traditional um, 
position of the of the of the grape varieties. So uh -huh. you have in the high vineyards, mm -hmm. you have the Pinot, mm -hmm. and in the middle part you have the Lemberger. Okay. Because that's are uh, the, the hottest parts, and okay. there you are. Normally, yeah. Uh -huh. So where do you see the the future of your wine? So where where do you see the possible export markets? Maybe or do you think it's more interest in Lembergers and Rieslings from this region? Yeah, I think. Um, as I told you before, we were uh, the, we have a very strong home market, but um, yeah, the times are changing, and the old wine growers like my father, they <laughs> they don't think about wine selling. They uh, mm. so when you came here twenty years before, there was a clock, you uh -huh. ring, and when somebody was there, uh -huh. you were there, and um, somebody was there, and you can buy wine and. If nobody was there, you come again. Yeah? Uh -huh. And uh, the winemakers in this time, they don't care about the market. Yeah? Mm. And yeah, the times are changing, the, the qualities get higher, and uh, the, the wine market goes more international. And we don't can sell wine like in the 19th, and we have yeah. also to go out. And I think it's a little bit uh, the thing of my generation of winemakers uh, to make the, the Württemberg wine more international mm -hmm. and to show what, what we can do here. So I think we have the qualities, but uh, we don't have the image. Mm -hmm. And how can you change that? Through the ah. VDP or through social media? Or Everything. Through... I think it's, it's, it's always a, a long... It needs a lot of time. Uh -huh. So um, here in this region, everybody knows here that, that here are great wines, but also maybe in, in Frankfurt, but yeah. when you go to Hamburg, yeah. it's, all, it's different, yeah. yeah, and it needs time. It's, it's easier for, for us to sell our wines um, often in the, uh, in the export, yeah. because nobody knows us, yeah. nothing good, nothing bad, yeah. and um, yeah, uh -huh. so I think uh, we don't have problems to, to bring our wines in the market, but yeah, I, I think it's it's also nice to show our wines international mm. and to show what we can do here. And mm. That's not the, the easy German Liebfrauenmilch. Yeah. Uh, sure. So here you can also have very heavy red wines yeah. and very elegant Pinots. Mm. And um, yeah. Yeah, let it be. Just show the world because there was, I, I don't know, we tasted how many wines? Eight wines now. <laughs> and uh, they didn't disappoint me. So <laughs> let, let the world see what you can do. So do you want to add something maybe or do you want to talk, talk about something else? Maybe you have a project in the future or do you have any plans maybe? Oh, we have a lot of plans. <laughs> <laughs> For example, just that, that the biggest plan. Uh, the biggest plans, um, I think... Um, yeah, now we work a little bit on orange wines, okay. which comes out, but uh, <laughs> maybe in four years. So I don't want, yeah, when we do things, I, I don't, how should I say it? I don't want to make orange wine because it's in now. I want mm. to do it like um, you should do it some hundred years before. Okay. And that needs a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, true. And I also see a, a strange... Uh, Amphora. Amphora or a yeah, mini we'll, amphora. We have some there. other things, but I, I told to you when we are in four years when you come again. Okay, <laughs> nice. Okay. And what, what is your approach maybe about natural wines or this uh, SO2 or sulfur addition and, you know, just... Yeah, um, I don't know. Ex I don't know if I have to do that. Uh, so uh, we have a lot of experiments with oak, a lot of experiments with um, with orange, uh -huh. and with no SO2. I often think that's nice wines for some months, mm -hmm. but not for some years. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. So now we work with uh, some grape varieties from the east. I want uh -huh. to show for our very um, cold uh, vineyards, which okay. were in, like gold wrestling. Okay. And yeah, we have yeah, some, some ideas. But for me, the, the um, how should I say, orange, I think I find it very interesting. But uh, the natural wine, yeah, I don't know if I have to do it with... 
maybe flavored sometimes with sparkling wines. Mm -hmm. I, I find it very interesting. Yeah, but yeah. like a pet nut or something like this. Yeah, I like that. But I'm. How should I say? Um, I don't want to make wines only for marketing. I want yeah. to make wines which I like by myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. True. That's that's what I got actually in this. I don't know, 90 minutes, which we spent here, like, this is really your home, right? You also live here, probably. Yeah. So you really feel at home, and this also in this garden is like your own little <laughs> world, and then you don't want to, looks nice for the world, that you want to make wine what you like, right? Yeah, I, I, wine, it's, um, I think in the, in, the, in the last years, the market and also yeah the, the, everything is is talking about um yeah it's often it's more marketing than it's really wine yeah and this is something i don't like mm. so I, a wine should talk by itself yeah and you yeah. don't have to say oh here yeah and often um not a story it's it's important the wine is important mm. for me so that not you see around if somebody comes to me and said wow we have an orange wine i said yeah okay you have an orange how many how long was it on the skin he said wow two weeks mm -hmm. i said my grabe wound is from 1986 yeah the first one uh -huh. and it's since 1986 it's <laughs> three weeks on the east and i never would be under impression that this is an orange wine it's no yeah. orange wine yeah, yeah an orange wine must to be three months on the east then yeah. it's an orange wine, yeah. but everybody is talking about orange and it's about talking about natural wines. And yeah. if it's really a natural wine, when there, sometimes you find SO2, yeah, or yeah. it's an orange wine when it's two weeks on the yeast. For me, it's not. It has to be uh, much more longer on it. Can I try this the Pinot Noir again, please? Yeah, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. But that's now it's much much more open. Yeah. It's right really cute strawberries it's what comes to my mind. It's now it's the fruit really comes forward. For me it's Pinot, it's often a grape variety. So it doesn't happen very often, but you know that when you when you have oh. to when you drink a wine and you have to smile. Yeah. <laughs> you have to smile not because it's funny, but you have to smile because it's yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> so by yeah. me, it happened this maybe two times a year, mm -hmm. and I really have to taste a great wine. Yeah. But I think the half of the wines which happens this, yeah. it's Pinot. Mm. Yeah. But it's one of the most difficult one to make, right? Because mm -hmm. you really have to be on the edge, and you know what you you are doing. So if you, for example, just let's say you you have a you know that it's. Uh, a great vineyard for Pinot Noir. Mm -hmm. And then how do you, maybe from the beginning, how do you monitor the whole process on, in a vintage? For example, this one, 2000. Every, every year different. That's okay, the, but that's the bit, big thing on winemaking for me. Yeah. When, when you, um, winemaking, it's not um, an exact thing. Yeah. You cannot make wine like um, you make a machine. Mm. When you do this, um, it does. It never will happen. That's. Um, you have to see the the year, and the, the climate, and the and everything, the weather, and you have to manage it every year different. When I mm -hmm. make the Pinot in two thousand thirteen like that, I when I would do it in two thousand fourteen at the same, yeah. it would be a very bad wine. Mm -hmm. You have to do it every year different, and you have to handle the nature. Mm -hmm. and work with the nature mm -hmm. and yeah that that's the thing so i surely we we, we cut the grapes down and you we manage the that that we don't have so so much mm -hmm. grapes it's always um it's um 30 liters per um hour and but that, that that's you do like every year but with all other things when you when you cut a, when when you when you harvest the grapes or something it's uh -huh. every year different so you, you you there's no master plan and how do you monitor do you see the thickness of the or do you measure the the sugar contents of the oxlade 
Or do you, okay, you, you just, measure I the excellent, but, but the most thing is you, you have to taste it. <laughs> yeah, so you taste it, you go after the taste when you harvest? Yeah, or? surely. Surely, you have to do it. It's more the work by my brother, but uh, uh -huh. you have to look every day for it. And uh -huh. uh, that's one of the things I said we have 27 hectares, but uh, we know where our wine yard uh, yeah. as family. Uh, you know, when you have 80 hectares, you have to have an. Yeah. an, uh, an, an um, and manager for the wine yards and manager for the keller and everything yeah. and we can overview everything uh -huh. and that's one of the different thing with with winemaking for me it's um there is um always a problem when wineries get too big uh -huh. because you you should then you have to have a very good 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 team a perfect team of uh but now we can do this as family when we would be doubled so big than we are now, you cannot do this anymore as, as a family and then you don't see every vineyard. You can yeah. then you say, ah okay, I have there some vineyards, but we really go out and look for it. Yeah, also in the cellar. And that's a problem. Yeah. That's that's why money shoot no goals in the wine business. Yeah. <laughs> when you be Coca Cola and you buy a winery and you put hundred million dollars on it, that's no guarantee to make great wines. Yeah. Yeah, and that's good like that care. because when that would be worked, then we would all depend to Coca-Cola. Mm. <laughs> it's what we don't want here. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it would be great, and I have a lot of money, but uh, the wine world yeah. would, would never be the same. And mm. I think wine is one of the most complex. Uh, it's the most complex uh, drink in the world because yeah. you never. So when I every year I drive to the Pro Wine, mm. and it's the biggest wine fair in the world. And every year I think I know something about wine. Mm -hmm. And every year when I come back, I know I know nothing about wine. Mm -hmm. Because the wine world is so big yeah. that you never will overview the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> and everywhere in the world you find great wines and bad wines and yeah. yeah. That's the yeah, that's the nice thing. Yeah. And every bottle is different. It's different. So, every and every vintage, is, every yes, wine maker. Every everything yeah. is different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Really, thank you very much for this wonderful afternoon and this I beautiful wines. And uh, really good luck for the future. Yeah, you. and that Corona uh, dies <laughs> fast as, <laughs> as possible. Yeah? yeah, probably. Maybe kill it with some wines. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much.